This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. You're getting to be a big boy. I'm just a kid who's four. Each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm Kai. Yeah, okay, that's about <laughs> You know, it's one of those cases, I haven't even put the guest on the air. I've already made his point for him. That is uh, horribly annoying. Uh, anyway, welcome to this hour of the program. Rob Breckenridge with you. 403-974-8255 is our number. We got some other stuff to talk about in this hour, but uh, we can have a conversation about uh, kids' shows. Now, some are better than others. and now, Some are a lot worse than others. I've been through this. I got two kids. Uh, they're 14 and 11 now, so we're kind of past this stage. But yeah, when they were both little, there are shows the kids like to watch. You know, especially if you got a sick kid, you know, you just kind of let them lay on the couch, put on the DVDs, or put on Treehouse or YTV or whatever. And you know, there's some shows that are kind of funny, that if you're stuck sitting there with your kid, it's not a terrible thing. And then there are shows that you just you want to pull your hair up. And and that's maybe why I don't have any. Uh, But fortunately for me, Caillou was never really something that either of my kids were into. Now, there were probably one too many episodes of Dora I had to sit through. But I think given the choice, I would take Dora over Caillou in a heartbeat. Uh, From what I understand now, from friends who have younger kids, uh, Paw Patrol, I think it is. That's the big one now. I have no idea if that's annoying or not. Uh, But yeah, Caillou's still around. And it is popular. I don't know why. Uh, But Tristan Hopper with the National Post, I think, learned just how at least polarizing it is. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But he had a piece yesterday. You can find at thenationalpost.com. It's in other Post media papers as well. The headline, Caillou is an aggressively bad show ruining the world's children. And it's all Canada's fault. Tristan Hopper, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me on for this important issue about uh, culturally bankrupt children's programming. Well, it's it's hard to think of anything more important, absolutely. So what, what, what got you on this bent here? Um, speaking to parents, uh, so I never ask, uh, when I speak, a lot of new parents in my social circle, so I never ask them how beautiful their baby is or how their life has changed. I always say, well, what's the worst part about being a parent? And then uh, almost uh, universally, the conversation turns to Caillou and just how this, this will show up on a TV. And uh, it's not only terrible, badly produced, you know, obviously no one cared about uh, making a good show, but it has this sort of supernatural ability to uh, turn children into monsters for the rest of the day. And this isn't just like, you know, three of my friends thought this. Uh, I found dozens, if not hundreds, of online posts, and I've since received many, many, many emails from people saying, oh, yeah, it's, it's, there's something, you know, evil about this show uh, where you put it on and your children, uh, basically the protagonist uh, is a, constantly whines. That's his, his only interaction <laughs> with the surrounding world. So kids see that and they're like, well, that looks awesome. You know, obviously, that's the toddler utopia. You just walk around whining without consequence, and people do... Uh, you know, just uh, cater to your every whim. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not in for the whole like, you know, violent video game spur violence. But this does seem to be an instance in which uh, kids see the TV and immediately just say, "Oh, I'll just be a, a jerk for the rest of the day." Now, the show is still around. I, I, from what I read, I think it was in the mid to late '90s that the Caillou first debuted. But I think didn't they stop making it about five years ago, something like that? 
Uh, I don't know. You'd think I would have uh, confirmed that, but it doesn't really matter with these type of things. So if you just have, uh, there's 200 Caillou episodes, and then the, the nature of children's programming is, is you just have an archive, and then that's just run to oblivion. That's all you need, the, right? The many 24-hour uh, uh, programs. So the reason I think it's ubiquitous, and everyone has Caillou from Australia, New Zealand, Germany. It's found all the way around the world. It's made right here in Canada. It's a, it's a Quebec idea. It's made in Quebec. Uh, it's 100% Canadian. Um, so, and I think it's just because it's cheap. Like, it's really bad. I mean, if you're a parent, you watch Pixar, and you're like, oh, this is, this is, some, this is some good stuff. I would watch this uh, even if I didn't have kids. Uh, Caillou is just really stretching the boundaries of how bad a show can get bef- with children still liking it. So it's, it's like, you know, your dog will eat pencils um, <laughs> if you give him pencils, but you're not supposed to feed your dog a bowl of pencils every morning. Uh, Caillou is like that. Uh, I mean, you can drop to this low level uh, of just quality, and children will still still not notice there's something wrong. Well, I, I don't get what... what I, I can understand why parents lose their mind having to sit through an episode of Caillou, but I don't get what kids would see in it. It, it still mystifies me. Oh, I totally get what kids would see in it. So the, the, the main character, Caillou... Uh, so first of all, there's no education. Uh, so there's there's no... Uh, Dora, you're going to learn some Spanish phrases. I think there's some math in there. Uh, I mean, as annoying as it is, your kid's going to take away something from it. Caillou has none of that. This is just escapist TV. So it's just sort of the life of Caillou just wandering around. So an entire show will be like, Caillou goes to the park, and it's just easy. He shows up to the park, and he scrapes his knee, and, and then he complains to his mom, and then he, she fixes it, and then he wants a cookie, so he asks for the cookie. Like, it just nothing happens. So if you're a toddler watching this, so the main character, Caillou, uh, just treats everybody like garbage. Um, they, he even dispenses with please and thank you. That's sort of the point at watching the show where I'm like, the producers are tr- screwing with the parents of the world right now. <laughs> like A line from the show will be, hey, mom, give me a cookie, and uh, she'll just do what he says. Uh, never reprimand. I mean, he'll damage property. He'll ruin things. And uh, they're just like, oh, there you go, Caillou. Just this permissive, awful, monstrous modern-day parenting um, where he's never reprimanded or disciplined or, or controlled in any way. So I can see if you're a toddler watching that, that's obviously utopia. Uh, it's just everybody is this one-dimensional foil who sort of does whatever you say, and you can whine uh, constantly and just get everything your way. So what toddler wouldn't want to watch that? Okay, so well, there's ample reason to hate this show. You you tweeted today that you've been getting a ton of reaction. A lot oh, of yeah. different people saying, good on you, Tristan Hopper, but a lot of people... Vast majority, vast majority. I, I don't like to write about controversial subjects, and I, I would say this is one of them. I mean, the vast majority of everyone is totally behind me on Caillou. But not and everybody. they thought they were all alone. They thought this was a weird thing. So, you know, unite people who hate Caillou. Uh, you are not alone. Everyone is with you, and uh, we can't figure out why this is still on. But you heard from people that are mad at you, though. Yes. Which uh, uh, stuns me. Now, so what I learned is there's two types of people. There's people who hate Caillou, the normal right-thinking people of this world, like you and myself and all your listeners, and then the people who are Caillou. So if you're this uh, you know, whiny, narcissistic, self-centered psychopath, you're probably going to uh, object to me uh, taking a, a shot at this particular fictional, fictional uh, whiny, self-centered uh, psychopath. Because he did find, and, and it was weird to read it, uh, you found uh, a blog post from a uh, Chicago mommy blogger from a few years ago. Yes. Why she doesn't hate Caillou. And her argument seems to boil down to it, it's a distraction for my kids, which you could say about the vast majority uh, of these kids' shows. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is that, that little fan club, isn't there? 
That's right. Uh, so this this was uh, this was generally the consensus. Of people people who tolerate and put up with Caillou, they do it because it is their kids' favorite show. Because as I noted, it's escapist TV. So it's sort of like it's really easy to just pick up a romance novel or uh, you know a, a Tom Clancy or something. Uh, easy to just read that even if you're sleep deprived or whatever. I mean, you're not supposed to feel good that you're reading a romance novel. It's just sort of you know a pleasure a side thing. It's leisure. Uh, so this is very much that for kids. They can just uh, you know sit there and escape. It's like watching Friends or something. Just like yeah, oh, this is an interesting thing. I'm not learning anything. I'm just sort of zoning out. So kids love it. So the only reason parents tolerate it is because it's the show best guaranteed to just grab their attention for half an hour to an hour or wherever because it's on constantly. You could just sit them in front for four straight hours of Caillou, uh, and then that's time you can go take a nap or something. So it's essentially, as I know in this piece, it's a, it's a drug. It's a child silencing. Uh, narcotic. A friend of mine, uh, he says his family, two generations ago back in Poland, uh, while they were working in the fields, I don't know what drug it was. I don't know if it was an alcohol or something, but they would they would give the kids something to chew or drink. I forget exactly. So the kids would be all stoned in the house so the adults could get something done. So this is just a modern day version of this. It's something that's not good for them. It's actually quite bad for them. Uh, but this is a Faustian bargain you strike with your kids where they're quiet for a half hour uh, just watching Caillou. <laughs> Yeah, I think there are probably better choices, but I, I can understand the appeal. Well, anyway, people can find your piece. It's up at uh, nationalpost.com, and Calgary Herald uh, has it as well. Uh, Tristan, thanks for making some time for us here. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. All right, take care. There you go. That's uh, Tristan Hopper, columnist uh, for the National Post. So taking on uh, an interesting subject here, the kids' TV show. And, you know, as a parent, there's something to that. You'd sometimes need to keep your kid distracted for half an hour. We grab a quick shower. You clean up the kitchen, whatever. I get that. You know, I've been there. <laughs> I remember at one point, my daughter was, you know, four, I guess. Because I used to do the, the show at night. I'd be home during the day. My wife would work during the day, so I'd kind of be doing a lot of this during the day. So i get the, my son down for a nap. It was like a baby, basically. So my daughter was not even four. I could distract her with the food network. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I put it on the Food Network. She loved watching those shows. Like, okay, I got to go have a shower here. Let's see what's on, on the Food Network. I'm lucky. I never had my kids express any interest. They never really cared for that Caillou show. And I'm sure they would have been exposed to it. Because a lot of times you would just put on Treehouse or whatever and hope that the next show coming on is, is one they're going to want to watch. Uh, so the, whatever, you know, the minimal exposure I had to this show, it's like, holy cow. This seems really, really annoying. I mean, there are varying degrees of annoying when it comes to kids' TV shows. Some, you know, you can take them or leave them. Some are kind of funny or clever. And yeah, there are some that are really super annoying. And this seems like one. Uh, it's funny, Tristan quotes uh, another mommy blogger, the renegade mothering blogger, uh, in her rant uh, against Caillou. Uh, she writes, you're trying to create a generation of entitled, whiny-ass humans running around and losing their blank because they want to go to the zoo now, but they can't because daddy has to work. The point about how whiny this character is, as <laughs> uh, parents just continually dote over him. What kind of message are you drilling home to, three- and four-year-olds? Anyway, your thoughts, 403-974-8255. I uh, got a text from Tina who says, worst show ever, and sent a pretty hilarious meme with a picture of Caillou. <laughs> and it says, when I'm having a rough day with the kids, I like to remind myself that it could always be worse. 
I could be Caillou's mom. We're back with more right after this. Well, welcome back. I got a text uh, from Jason who says, uh, Barney, death to Barney. Barney's up there. Absolutely. Uh, got another text here uh, from Chris who says, Robbie should Google, why does Caillou have no hair? The top result is hilarious. I, I, I assume this is the same one. So I typed that in in quotations, why does Caillou have no hair? So at the very top, the top result that Google gives According to SB Nation, the reason why Caillou is bald, Caillou cannot grow hair, not because he has cancer or progeria, but because he sucks. Even his own body recognizes he does not deserve hair or food or love. Wow. No love from Google for, for Caillou. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I was trying to remember. I was trying to go back and think, you know, some of the shows that we had to suffer through. There was a lot of Dora and you know, Dora could be tolerable for a little bit, but after a while, you just you'd start to lose your mind. But that was a big one. Uh, Sesame Street, Sesame Street's just kind of reliable, and it's always been there. Uh, Elmo, right? There was the Elmo craze. Elmo's kind of annoying, you got to admit, but some of Sesame Street's good. Uh, there was another weird Canadian one that's always on uh, trios with the cat and mouse, uh, Tupi and Bino, which. It's kind of funny in its own weird way. I didn't mind that. Uh, and then there was some other one. I mean, Thomas, the, you know, the train, the tank engine. Those were okay. Um, but yeah, there was uh, no, Max and Ruby. There was uh, Blue's Clues. What else was there? The Backyard again. So some of these were whatever. They're not entertaining. They're not going to drive you crazy. They're just kid shows and the kids like them, whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's the there's the really annoying ones, and Caillou's up there, Barney's up there. I'm trying to think what else. I kind of put Elmo on that list. Maybe Dora, too. But I think at least some of those shows, like Dora is meant to be educational, which it kind of was. Uh, same with Sesame Street. I don't know about Barney. Certainly not Caillou. <laughs> it doesn't seem uh, like it's really meant to be educational at all. Someone else texted to say, yeah, the show ended in 2010. They did 92 rage-inducing episodes. The secret is to hum the first couple of bars of the theme song in front of a teen. If they join in, don't talk to them. Don't hire them. Just walk away immediately. That's probably good advice. Uh, But yeah, I guess once you've got like even 100 episodes of something, you know, most parents, most kids, you're only going through like that two or three year window. We just got to have enough to, to satisfy them and then the kids will move on and then the next batch of kids will come along and it'll all seem new to them. Uh, what else we got? Another text here says, Ants in Your Pants. Still find myself humming some of those songs. But my kids were forbidden to watch Barney Teletubbies. Oh, yeah. Teletubbies. <laughs> Forgot about them. And Caillou. Uh, another one says, yeah, you can put those uh, damn Teletubbies on that list. Yeah, the Teletubbies craze was kind of right before we had kids. It was sort of still around, I remember, on some of the channels. But now, we never really watched that one. That was another weird one. Uh, yeah, I got to admit. Uh, another text here says, Rob, we stopped watching Caillou. Or we stopped allowing Caillou to be watched because he is so whiny. Doesn't respect his parents and whines to get his way awful. Yeah, I mean, it is. 
Someone else texted and said, where are Max and Ruby's parents? You ever seen them? Yeah, it's funny some of those shows, right? Where are the parents? Where are the parents? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's funny. Where did I counter that one? Some weird theory that um, Ruby is actually Max's mother. People got a lot of time on their hands, folks. Uh, but yeah, I always wondered that too. Oh, this one. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Someone texted. That was a weird, kind of a weird in a good way show, I got to admit. I remember Biz Marquis was on an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba, and I thought, well, man, this show's kind of cool. It wasn't the, the biggest hit in, in our house, but um, yeah, the kids kind of like that one. That was a weird one. Uh, I like this one. It says, I hated Romper Room until I started working for a municipality that uh, emulates Romper Room. Uh, and someone points out, by the way, that Caillou was written and directed by liberals in Quebec. Uh, it certainly does uh, stem, it comes from Quebec. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Caillou is a Canadian educational, I don't know where, where that word comes from, is a Canadian educational children's television series. It was first shown on Teletoon, with its first episode airing on the former channel, uh, September 15th, 1997. Show later moved to Treehouse TV. Its final episode being shown on that channel in October of 2010. The series is based on books. It centers on a four-year-old boy named Caillou who is fascinated by the world around him. I guess that's one way to put it. Uh, but yeah, it was created originally in French, then in English. Uh, they still have a website, by the way, Caillou.com. It still exists, but you know, as Tristan Hopper points out in his piece, uh, Caillou is, well, he says 200 episodes. Another texter said there were only 90-some. But it says on YouTube, full episodes of Caillou routinely crack 1 million views. The show can also be found around the world. Australians, New Zealanders, Germans, Brits, Israelis, Brazilians, more than a dozen others, can find the show either on local stations or on Netflix. Right now, part of that is maybe, you know, the show's cheap. Caillou features bargain basement animation, a bare-bones soundtrack, and a cast of as few as five voice actors. You're a TV producer desperately trying to fill time on a 24-hour children's network, the vast, low-budget Caillou Archives, one of your best friends, and of course, children love the show. That's just it. If kids don't want any part of it, it's got to go. Unlike most children's programming, Caillou makes almost no attempt to educate its young audience. There are no veiled math problems, spelling lessons, or morality tales. It's just calm, non-threatening, bright-colored people navigating everyday tasks. It's Escapist TV, a toddler version of Sex in the City or Mad Men. After all, what child wouldn't want to indulge in a universe where their every whim is catered to by a community of scared, jobless adults? And therein lies Caillou's sinister appeal to parents. The Made in Canada cartoon is a Faustian bargain with which to distract their children for a few minutes. He says it's a drug, essentially, a child-silencing narcotic. Like all harmful drugs, it plunges the user into the netherworld of selfish, tweaked-out behavior. It is destructive to them and those around them. Uh, he quotes one prescient IMDb review from 2006. While it may accurately depict how a four-year-old would act, remember that four-year-olds do not behave properly. Much like all kids, except yours, they are selfish, defiant, disobedient, and often disrespectful and less taught otherwise. And so, yeah, maybe to that end, uh, Caillou ain't helping. But it does have its supporters. It does. Anyway, so an interesting conversation there. 403-974-8255. You want to weigh in on that. Not seeing any Caillou love here, by the way. 
But someone else points out that some of those shows were the funniest to, to watch when we were high school students uh, skipping classes and staying home uh, smoking pot. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Another one says, Yo Gabba Gabba with Jack Black is the best television ever created. Another one says, My boy loves Paw Patrol, Clifford, and Pepper Pig. Now, Clifford's been around a while. I'm hearing the, uh, nothing but Paw Patrol. That's the big thing these days, I guess. Uh, so I missed out on that one. Although the same person says, even though the boy loves Pepper Pig, Pepper Pig is awful. I don't know Pepper Pig either. Doesn't sound promising. Another one here says, I hate Peppa. Is it Peppa? Pepper? What? Peppa? Another one here says, uh, I hate Peppa Pig too. So maybe you could put that one on the, on the annoying list. But I, look, I can't budge for it either way. All right, listen, uh, when we come back after the uh, 2.30 news, got a few other things I wanted to get to. I, I do want to play some of this really emotional Jimmy Kimmel monologue from last night. Speaking of kids, uh, back in, I think it was April 22nd, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's wife uh, gave birth to a baby boy, and it turned into quite an ordeal. So Jimmy Kimmel had some time off. He was back on the air last night. And it was a very, very emotional retelling of everything that happened. But it also ended with a, a somewhat political message. So, for both reasons, it's getting a ton of attention today. So I want to share some of that with you. Uh, and something else I want to play for you. Who remembers uh, Hillary Clinton? Anybody? Uh, if you don't remember, she uh, ran for president last year, as a matter of fact. And while well, she got more votes than the other guys, she didn't win. Even though we all thought she was going to win. So Hillary Clinton was speaking at, at an event in New York today. It was interesting because one of the questions put to her is, well, do you own this loss? Do you take responsibility for losing the election? And it's a really typical Hillary kind of answer because at first she says, yeah, I do. Right? As the candidate on the ballot, it's on me. But, <laughs> and going through a bunch of other stuff. I don't think there's any one thing you can point to. It's the why the election last year went as it did. I think there are a lot of reasons why it went as it did. I do think Hillary was a lousy candidate. I do think she really failed to articulate why she was running for president or what it was she wanted to do. I do also think that some of these stories that emerged late in the election did have an impact. I think it was probably also that they ran a lousy campaign. Why didn't they go to Wisconsin at all, for example? Some dumb campaign, dumb strategic decisions. And maybe a failure to understand the appeal of Trump in some quarters or you know, where that was coming from. So it was uh, a lot of different things. But certainly I think Hillary, the candidate, needs to own a lot of what happened. And I don't know that she is. So I do want to get to that in our time remaining here. But we'll have more time for your calls and your text to 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.